Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. From the newsroom to the nursery, we're juggling a demanding career on live TV with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. And I'm Karen. They are Anchor Moms. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Anchor Moms, the podcast. We have a special guest with us today. We have Blaine Alexander. Welcome, Blaine. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm so glad to be here with you ladies. Thank you for having me. Of course. So you are an NBC News correspondent. Uh, Tell us about that. You know, for folks who are used to listening to Katie and I talk about local news uh, and how it works here, talk to us about what it's like in your job, what you do, kind of what the day in the life looks like. Okay, so listen, it's just like local news, but uh, the coverage area is a lot bigger. So, no, I, I, I'm i based in Atlanta, um, and so I am a correspondent uh, based here in Atlanta and basically cover the South. That's kind of my coverage area. So on any given day, if there is bad weather in Memphis, I, I can find myself there uh, at a moment's notice. If there's something crazy going on in Florida, in North Carolina, for instance, I've certainly been sent there a number of times too. Um, but a lot of the stories uh, that I cover are actually right here in Georgia. So I cover Georgia politics. So it was very, very busy leading up to the yeah, that Honestly, must have been an never interesting it, election it coverage season. It, yeah. Absolutely. I covered 2020, covered 2022 here, and all of the many things that happened in between um, the Fulton County investigation into former President Trump. That's kind of my wheelhouse. So I really cover a wide range of things. It could be weather. It could be, you know, a fun story about girls taking a flight, or it could be uh, an investigation into a former president. Anything. So I have to tell you um, – I, when Karen sent me that you were going to be on Anchor Moms, I'm like a total fangirl, Blaine, because we're an, (laughs) so WLOS is an ABC affiliate, but we watch, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm sorry, sorry to, uh, you know, the, 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 the GMA folks out there who are like big ABC fans, but we watch NBC in my house because my husband grew up watching NBC and so she was like yeah like Blaine Alexander like you know and I was like do I know her yeah I know I like yes I know her so I'm so excited that you're on the show um you are I, so sweet well, thank, no, thank seriously, you for like, just, watching this, NBC. this is, this is very that. exciting for me but um talk talk about so you have you have a daughter uh just turned one is that right she is. She's actually about 18 months. Okay. She'll be 19 months tomorrow, actually. Oh. So I know. She was born on July 1st, 2021. Okay. Um, and fun fact, my birthday is July 9th. So she and I have a birthday that's within about a week and two days of each other, which is so uh, fun. something oh, fun. special. I was yeah. really excited to have my girl be in July, and we're both cancer girls. So, uh, you know, I think of her as my baby bestie anyway. I call her that. So I really think that the birthday just kind of Siemens that. Yes. So, um, yes. But her name is Sage, Sage Milan, and she is uh, she's just a sweet girl. Talking, knows her ABCs, can count to 10. Uh, started school recently. I say school like a couple of hours a week. Yeah, but, yeah. right. Big steps. So, yes, that's my girl. That age is so fun. 
Like they're 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 not at the toddler tantrum stage quite yet. They're still yeah. semi listening to you, but they're learning so many new things and doing so many things. Everything is cute. Nothing is nothing's yes. problematic. Right. Yet. Not Everything yet. Is, uh-huh. is cute. It's mm-hmm. on the verge. She knows how to go into the cupboard and get Cheerios and, and kind of take them so down. Cute. But it's still cute. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally hear you. Well, um, so we have a couple questions for you. What yeah. is the craziest thing that's ever happened to you in TV news? And there's probably a lot, but what's the craziest? Oh like TV news is just crazy in and of itself. I, I think that there are two that come to mind immediately and they both have to do with live shots, which is no surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, so one, and this is kind of a more serious one, but during the protests around 2020 after the death of George Floyd, we were here in Atlanta covering them day in and day out. I mean, getting maybe three hours of sleep a night, just filing for all shows. And one day we, um, we, we got caught in the, the place where we were doing our live shots was right in the path of tear gas when oh. tear gas went off. And it happened to go off right as they were tossing to me. I remember this was for MSNBC. Brian Williams at the time who was with MS tossed to me. And I remember maybe 10 words into my live shot just getting hit with the gas. And <gasps> our camera had to run back. Like our, and I just remember staying mic'd up. And literally through the coughing and sputtering, just reporting to him what was going on. And so reporting live while getting a whiff of tear gas is certainly um, a, a Ugh, crazy thing. A new challenge <laughs> that you didn't anticipate, right? How yeah. awful. I mean, does it really – I can't even imagine trying to talk when that was happening. I mean, the good thing is is it's not like I was, like, indirect – you know, line, mm-hmm. right? But it, it, it got caught in the wind and it came and hit us in the face. My producer, Charlie, who's like my, my work better half, all of us got it, right? And and so I just kind of kept going while my eyes were watering, while coughing. It was a, it was a crazy kind of adrenaline rush moment, but I really think that it told the story of what was happening. Like mm-hmm, it, was a, sure. it was a crazy time. And so that just kind of illustrated what, what was really happening in real time. So that was a serious one. I have a funny one too. Uh, my favorite assignment to date is covering the 2016 Olympics in Rio uh, when I was oh. a local reporter on live. It was amazing. Uh, and, and if you remember during that time, there was concern over Zika because of oh, mosquitoes yes. and, and everything. Mm-hmm. So we were out there, my colleague Matt Pearl and I, shout out to Matt, uh, we're doing our own live shots. And I remember we had these almost industrial sized cans of mosquito spray. So literally I would set up a live shot and then go crazy, just spraying all this spray around my head, around the camera, around myself, like just keep spraying until five seconds before I went on air. And then we would just talk and just hope that mosquitoes didn't come. And oh my gosh, that sounds awful. <laughs> it was insane. It was very, it was really dramatic, but also like looking back, it was kind of hilarious yeah and I never got a bite so it was all good right right it good <laughs> so if you weren't in tv news and you weren't a journalist what would you be doing instead I always tell people that if I could dance you all wouldn't know me because I would be a backup dancer for Beyonce oh I, would just be traveling I love it I would be basically just soaking up her Beyonce-ness and 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 this life would not even exist <laughs> however I can't dance so, you know, <laughs> so, so don't no. quit your day job. Maybe stick with nope. news. Okay. Yes. And uh, la- last question here. What are you currently obsessed with? It can be a TV show, a food, um, a trend. Um, a product. Make, uh, yeah, a product. I love that. Okay. Um, I'm definitely a Peloton girl. I know mm. everybody's talking about We're it. just I'm, talking I'm about girl. that. Yeah. Yeah. My husband for um, a Christmas set me up with a – he, he turned our garage, which was previously just a black hole of mess, into a gym. Nice. So I've got the bike. I've got the tread. I've got that little thing that just came out where you can, like, 
turn the camera on and it watches you work out. Oh, that ooh. thing. It, I know. Nobody really knows what it is. And I didn't until he had it. But you turn it on and it basically watches your form if you're doing weights, if you're doing yoga, to make sure that you're doing the form correctly. And it attaches to a TV so you can watch the workouts there. It's crazy. But Does it anyway, talk to have... you? Does it tell you, hey, uh, you know, your form's Lower your back. back. Yeah. It does. You know what? I don't know because I haven't really done that feature a couple yeah. of times. I've, I've done it, but I, but just for like stretching, which, you know, anyone can stretch. Right. So. so I'm curious. Cause I do Peloton also, who's your favorite instructor? Ooh. Okay. So for bike, I love, um, Alex. I also love Dennis because I like his dry humor. I think Cody's hilarious. His sync ride was amazing. Uh, I love and I Rod. like Tunde. She just, Tunde just gives me life every time I get on the bike with her. Oh and then on the tread, it's Kristen. She's fine. Okay. I love Tunde as well. I do her strength. Um, yes. She, I just think she's great. She's so good. She's good. And she always has like a jewel, just a little pearl of wisdom that she drops in every ride. I know. That's my favorite part is like every time you do one, they're like, you can do this. And sometimes it's cheesy, but sometimes I feel like it's really genuine. And I'm like, thank yes. you. I can't do this. <laughs> I did sign up for this today. I am getting it done. Thank you for recognizing. I, to, I met Tunde when I was at Essence Fest, and we were happened to be at this kind of breakfast bar together. And you would have thought I met, I, I don't know who, like Tina Turner or something, because the way that I was so excited to meet her. And she was probably like, this girl's doing a lot. But I was very, very excited. It, she, oh, yeah. I can't believe you I'm got like to meet her. Is she nice in real life? She's so nice. She's so kind. Absolutely, she is. So basically, you and I need to be Peloton friends. Because yes. can, share you the can you be Peloton friends? I don't know. I'm kind of new to Peloton, so I don't know how you can yeah. you can you be like follow each other you on Peloton. People. I don't know how that works. You follow each other and see who's working out when, and you can send high fives. It's not necessary, but it's like an added bit of fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, um, hey, let's get to the articles for today. Although yeah. we could honestly just chat with you for a long time about yes. random things. Um, <laughs> so the first one is from The Guardian. Its title is Work Less, Live More. Is it time to end the five-day work week? Uh, yes. Uh, so this talks about it's the, the author of the article um, says that he's actually been doing the four day work week for months um, because of a change in child care. So he kind of goes through. It's got a lot of info. This in was it. a lot of info. It's, it's like a long also, article. He's but in the UK, right? Yes. Yes, okay. I think so. Right. Um, but it goes through a lot of things. You know, he talked about how in Nether Netherlands and Germany, uh, they have the shortest work weeks, but the highest productivity. So it had a lot of stats basically supporting the fact that a four-day work week is better for everyone, including the earth. I hadn't thought about I this. I hadn't thought like, about it either. Yeah, yeah, like you're driving less. Um, they mentioned that, you know, you're like less likely to like stop and get fast food. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, everything really about it makes a lot of sense. There's also been talk here in the U.S., of course, about a four-day school week. But obviously that would be tricky unless, you know, the majority of companies went to a four-day work week. Um, so he just kind of goes through a lot of different things in terms of why it can be good. Also some negatives, right? He kind of talked about his own journey. He, and I think this would be a lot of people, feels like you're basically just squeezing in five days of work into four days. So it's almost could be more stressful. The other part of that, if you have kids, is then that fifth day is not necessarily, as we all know, like just a easy breezy day off. You're still watching your child. So you're working just in a different sense. What were your thoughts on this, Blaine? You know what? I, I my, Honestly, my first thought, anytime that debate comes up, as somebody in news, I'm almost immediately thinking that doesn't apply to us, yes. right? Yes. Because yeah. 
working we uh, uh, for better for worse probably for worse but we work around the clock and i think the normal boundaries of what is and isn't a work day or a work hour don't really apply to news and so whenever i see that i'm like man that's a great idea that would be a great idea but even if that were to happen i don't think anything would tangibly change for us so it's kind of like a give or take i definitely think that it's a great idea though i Every weekend on Sunday afternoon, like clockwork, I always say to my husband, Jay, I wish we could just hit pause right now and just Mm, kind of pause and just have 24 hours or maybe even just 12 or 18 more hours to just kind of sit, look out the window, just kind of recalibrate and then get ready for the week because there's not enough in the weekend to do what we need to do, whether it's spend time with family, friends, whether it's take your kids out somewhere. That's a whole production in and of itself, uh, as we know. Um, And then just kind of sit and recharge. And I think for me, the recharge is always the thing that goes out the window. So it's a busy weekend and then we jump back into the week. So a third day would help a lot. Yeah. And what about, you know, presumably our husbands aren't in TV news. So I I think about this, you know, similar to this article, this guy, he's a dude, right? He's the, he's the dad who has uh, the four day work week. And I think sometimes like it would be interesting if we can't take advantage of it in news, would it be advantageous for us if our husbands worked four day work weeks and could pick Mm -hmm. up some of like the slack and the childcare and the groceries and all of that stuff on the, uh, you know, on that fifth day, you know? Yeah. So it's such a good idea, but I think that we would, there, there's a mindset shift that would have to come because right. even if tomorrow, you know, let's say Congress were to say, okay, four day work week, I think that all of us, it would be very difficult to truly take off that last yeah. day, to take mm-hmm. off that, that Friday or Monday or whatever it is. We would just be in work mode and maybe you wouldn't work as, as formally as you do, but we would still be working in some capacity. So I think that that mindset shift, that's probably, that would probably be one of the hardest things to change. And I feel like this article kind of states that he says that's Mm -hmm. the, you know, Mm -hmm. that's one of the challenges is that you're still sort of, then you're scrambling on those other days Mm -hmm. to, to fit in what you need to do. And it's, it's, it's hard to, to do that transition. I think the very end of this article talks about, forget about like the four day work week and consider paying people, for their output as opposed to how much time they actually spend at work. Like, in other words, how much are you able to actually get done as opposed to whether it doesn't matter if you worked 45 hours a week or, you know, 30 hours a week. The the idea is just like your productivity, right? Um, which I think, again, that mm-hmm. obviously requires like a non-news job (laughs) well yes and just like a shift in the ideas because normally I think a lot of people here especially in the U.S. if you're if you're working a 60-hour work week like man you're like working hard and like nose to the grindstone if you're only working 30 hours a week well like that's not enough you're not working hard enough right so um I don't know I'm all I'm I'm all for it I'm all for it the other thing I thought was interesting that they mentioned um and we kind of alluded to this a little bit though you know with if you're adding a Friday or a Monday, you know, that's an extra day of childcare. It's three days of childcare in a row. And they suggested doing the Wednesday off, which I thought that was interesting. I hadn't really thought of that, but that makes so much more sense because then you like have two days off, two days on, one day off, two days on, you know, it kind of breaks it up a little bit. And I Mm -hmm. thought, you know, that I feel like I could really get into um, because I think it would just be a different mindset a different vibe if it was a day off in the middle of the week perhaps and maybe that could be the day like you know how most of us spend like a saturday morning or saturday afternoon doing the errands that could be your errand day yeah. yes so the weekend yes. truly is 
kind of a fun time, a fun family time, a fun, re, you know, relax, recalibrate, reset time. But the things that you have to do, like your dry cleaning or grocery shopping, that could get done on the extra day of the Wednesday. Right. I think that, you know, when I think about it, though, I think about when people talk about taking vacations, how they always say that you usually need like two days to kind of ramp down. Like you can't mm-hmm. go from working full speed to boom, I'm in vacation mode and relaxing on the beach. Like you kind of have to taper off of the checking of the emails or the, or or whatever it is. Um, And and so I wonder how one gets into that mindset. That's something that I always kind of struggle with personally myself of like, how do you go from a work mindset to, to really kind of turning it off? And um, is that something that people could realistically do, even if we added that next day in the middle of the week? Yeah. It's an interesting thought. They're saying in this article, by the end of the decade, look for some sort of like transition to a four-day work week or some interesting. sort of yeah, transition to an alternative to your five-day work week. So well, it sounds like it. all three of us are here for it, right? Yeah. We're yes, ready. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we just um, need to get news on board. Right. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the We just have to part. convince all of our bosses. Yeah. Hmm. yeah that's the part. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Mama, mama. Mom's the word. I have a mom's, and this is like, I feel like maybe by the time this uh, this podcast hits, hits the airwaves it's it's I'm like a little late to the party but I gotta tell you I've been reading Prince Harry's book Mm. Spare (laughs) I knew you would read that okay yes because you know that I'm a big royal fan although admittedly and you're a big reader and I'm a big reader so that's what I was just gonna say I'm listening to it on audible okay because I I really I love Prince Harry but I refuse to to devote any like significant precious like spare time to to Prince Harry so I read my real book on my Kindle, and then I listened to... to so he didn't make it to the Kindle. He didn't make it to the Kindle, okay, but he did okay. make it to Audible. Um, and so I listen in the car on my way to work when I'm putting on my makeup, like all those, you know, those like mm-hmm. minutes that you have that you're still kind of like working and doing something, you're multitasking. Y'all, yes. this book is so good. Is That's it? What I was just going to say. Oh. I'm, I, are, you, are you a royal fan, Blaine? I... I I am becoming one yeah. just by virtue of my curiosity. Okay, that's what just, I'm saying. Just by virtue of I want to see what's going to happen next. Yeah. <laughs> so I did not anticipate um, enjoying this book. I, I kind of was I was reading it as like people know that I like to like keep up with the royals. And I was like, this is like pop culture. Like I have to read this, right? Just yeah. because like everybody's talking about it. Like what's all the, you know, hoopla about? It starts off kind of slow. Okay. But I'll tell you, I'm like halfway through it. And I'm like, I... It's a, I'm, I'm it's a page turner. It's a page. It's a page turner. Oh. And this is the other, um, I don't know, exciting part for me. Prince Harry is actually reading the book. Like he's the person reading the book oh. on Audible. So I, I don't know if that, that matters yeah. to you. If you're somebody who listens to books that way, mm-hmm. that to yes. me has made a big difference because it's like his voice mm-hmm. reading his mm-hmm. own story. Mm-hmm. So of course, that makes a huge difference. Do you find though that you found anything out that hasn't already no. been uh, publicized? because so, I feel like all the juicy tidbits yes. came out. I fe- that right? was one of the reasons why darn it's, news. Yeah, I mean they I just ruin everything. Um, it took me a minute to to actually decide to listen to it because you're exactly right. Like. 
I'm the the morning um, co-anchor here. And so, of course, like, we have, you know, two and a half hours of news a day. So somehow Prince Harry and the Royals, like, make it into our newscast. Like, every day. Every yeah. day. Yeah. So, like, I was like, I already know this bombshell about Camilla. Yep. Knew about Prince William. Knew about this. Knew about that. But right. I just think, I will tell you this. So far, the thing that I find the most interesting, and and this is very surprising as I say it, is Prince Harry's military service and his um, – how he found so much meaning from it and his dedication mm. to it and like the trials and tribulations of that for him has been surprisingly mm. the most interesting not his love life not anything else that has been the most interesting part to me mm. so if you're Very in the market for a good book i would recommend um lis- listening to this i don't know that i would enjoy it so much if it, i weren't listening to it and it mm-hmm. being prince mm-hmm. harry reading it himself yes yeah. mm-hmm. so that's my like my recommendation for this week because basically you're like chatting with it. prince harry every oh day. exactly yeah exactly <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so yeah check i it like out. it i was waiting to hear your review of it before yes. i like well, there it is okay there it is. okay That's my review i mean i feel like if this many people love it and it gets like so much but do this many people love it that would I be think my question so. i don't know what it other feels people like, are right Blaine, what it. are you hearing but like, i think i don't know i don't know if people love it or i don't know if it's almost kind of this this curiosity correct. that right. just keeps wanting to be fed because honestly i think I've heard people refer to just this ongoing saga uh-huh. as a train wreck. Like, yeah. you tr- t- truly can't look away. I wouldn't call it that, but I certainly understand where it's coming from in that there's just more drama that keeps coming out. Yeah. And for better or worse, it draws people in. It yeah. really, really does. Yeah. So, yeah. And let me I tell you that, this. This, uh, this is not a, a, a breaking news report here. Uh, Prince Harry hates the press. Ah, uh, yes. The press. Yeah. He takes every opportunity in this book to blast the media. So get ready for that because it's really, it, you know, you sort of bring your own perspective. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're not like the paparazzi, um, sure. but it's interesting. It's interesting. Is the hate for really the paparazzi like the British paparazzi? It's the it, British paparazzi, like, um, but there is de- sometimes he fails, in my opinion, to separate mm-hmm. the paparazzi from real, real journalism mm-hmm. and I think you know and okay. I think maybe that I mean I'll just even go a little bit further if, if we really wanted to get in depth like that might be the problem of like that big umbrella of media period that has we've seen this like whole shift I think especially maybe in Britain as well I can't speak to that but I like even here in the U.S. so it's it's interesting um, maybe you want to mm-hmm. listen to it just for that, those reasons my feather mm-hmm. my fellow newsies I don't know yeah <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, our second article comes from Scary Mommy. My husband sent me this article. Oh. Um, I think mostly because our dog loves him best. And so <laughs> Ryan really like reaps the benefits of our dog more so than anybody else in my household. Um, but it's, I, it's a, a, a therapist wrote it. I learned my best parenting tip from my dog. And this one they don't teach you in school. Um, she writes, there is this thing that our dogs do when we walk in the room and they shake their shaggy bodies from nose to tail and make happy, snorty, grunty noises as they run towards us. Their entire body says, I am overjoyed that you are here. Um, and so she recommends when your kids walk into the room or when you walk into the door you know, to see your kids, you do the same thing that your dog does. In other words, you're excited to see them. Um, you know, you're pumped. You you actually get up off the couch or whatever it is. Like you, you're, you, you know, address them, you, you give them your them. full attention. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I think is an interesting yet fabulous idea. And she talks I think about, it is so sweet. go ahead, Blaine. Do you have a dog? I just, I think it's so sweet. I think that it is yeah. the sweetest thing. That was my first reaction to, to, to that because I think 
I even sent it to my husband. I said, you know what? We do this with Sage when we go in and wake her up. We are excited, but like, I love the intentionality behind it. Yes. Like, I love how she's so intentional and really talks about what that means for a child to receive that and to, to feel that every day. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Do you do you have a dog, Blaine? We do not. We do okay. not. Uh, that's a that's a fun conversation in our house. But no, we don't have a dog. Uh, I grew up with a dog, though, so I know that yes, that's so familiar joy for sure. Absolutely. Well, you know, and you probably have this uh, with your daughter Blaine, but you know, uh, our youngest is one as well, and so he's at that age where when you get home, his face just like lights up. He's so excited to see you. He can like kind of start to wave now. Um, and it's, it is kind of that, you know, how good does that make you feel as a parent? You know, of course, when you, our older yeah. kids are like, oh, hi, mom, you know, whatever. Can you, <laughs> can you make me some cereal? You know, yeah. whatever. But the, yeah. that, that joy, and they say it in this article, is so contagious. And I mean, there is no way that you can walk into a house and see a baby react to your presence like that yeah. and not feel good, right? And yes. so, of course, it makes sense that the opposite would be true for your kids if mm -hmm. they feel that overjoyed, uh, you know, just so excited to be in your presence again. Uh, so I think it's a, I think it makes total sense. It was funny in the article they talked about, well, could this, you know, could you say the there's a negative to it because then you're teaching them that, you know, this is what they should expect from every person mm -hmm. and that, you know, I don't think so. No, I think, no. I think it's I don't all think good. That you, I don't think that you have to give people trauma in order for them to know how to deal right. with bad things, right. right? Like I think that giving them love and just infusing love just gives them a stronger base and a stronger just kind of sense of self-worth to be able to deal with hard things when they come around, right. you know, because right. you know that you have that love and that foundation. I think also the benefit, one thing that I thought was so beautiful about it too, is what it does for you as a parent, right? Think mm -hmm. about how much we, like multitasking is the name of our game, especially as news moms and you are, there's a phone or there's a something that, that always happens, but like to stop and be very intentional about when your child comes in the room or when you enter the room with your child, whatever it is, to really stop and put your attention on your child, that's a special thing. And I think it kind of, it gives you this moment to just pause and slow down and really focus and have your mind be in that present moment too. Yeah, that's a good point. It was so easy to just, oh, hey, how was school today? And then move on, you know? Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Win of the week. Blaine, do you have a win for us this week? A win. You know what? I, and this, this, this may sound corny, but this is very real. My win is a communal win. And I think that it's everybody who is just making it happen. And, and I say that in the sense of we all have a lot on our plates. Our plates may look different. I think that, you know, people can be juggling different careers, different stages of careers, motherhood, whatever it is, taking care of parents, posting on social media, trying to be there for your friends eating right, like whatever it is, it's a lot. And so if you get it done and you're able to just kind of make it through the next day and still have a smile on your face, I think that's that's a win. That's absolutely a win. So just kudos to all of us for just doing the thing. Good reminder. Yes, you're absolutely right. Sometimes we just need to stop for a minute and say, you know what? We're doing it. We're doing the thing. Yes. We're getting it done. We I think kept we can all, everyone alive today. So we kept much. our jobs. Like, we, it's a win. Yep. Yes. I love exactly. it. Exactly. And go easy on yourself, bottom line. That's yeah. that's where that's my 
bottom line for that one. Well, and I feel like, Blaine, you, I mean, I don't even know how you get it done with your, I mean, I know it's similar job, but so much harder on so much bigger scale. I mean, do you, do you feel like you have any tips, tricks, like advice for <laughs> other moms of how to, how to, how to manage? You know what, when I said, honestly, when I said that just now, I was saying it to myself. I think that there is a embracing the ebb and flow and embracing the the back and forth. One person, uh, a mentor of mine, actually, in news gave me this tip when I came back from maternity leave. So some months ago. But basically, he said, um, know when it's OK to kind of take your foot off the accelerator a little bit with career and let life come in. And he said, you know, there's a reminder that you, and I say me, you, collectively us, those of us in news, typically have a high minimum, right? And so whatever we do, even if we're just not not giving our all, it's still going to be a very high work output. It's going to be quality work. We're going to do a great job. Our minimum is very high. So if we need to take the foot off the accelerator and let life come in, whether it's, you know, a child care or whether it's whatever, you know, deal, husbands taking care of, whatever it is, then that's okay, um, and to not have this kind of feeling of, hey, I need to be doing this or I have to be doing this. Like, no, you need to be doing exactly what you feel the priority is for that day in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I guess great that's advice. My, my big take. Yeah. Especially I mean, especially as a mom, a working mom. Love it. That's absolutely it. And I think that, you know, especially in news, it's a it's competitive, right? Like we, we could be competitive and say, OK, I want to be on the story or I want to break this or whatever. Um, we recently had a change in our child care. And so we kind of have a gap now and that threw us for a loop. And so for these two weeks for my husband and me, it really has kind of been, okay, we're going to like, we're going to focus inward. Like, yes, we're still working and everything, but we're also juggling that while taking care of Sage while, you know, going with this very big disruption in our schedule uh, and just realizing that, yeah, work may have to look a little bit different uh, for these next two weeks or so, but that's, that's kind of the priority. That's the focus. And we're communicating it and, and everything's good. That's the bottom line. Everything is good. So just be be kind to yourself. Oh, well, thank you so much, Blaine, for coming on. It was so nice chatting with you. And before we go, tell folks how they can follow you what, what on social media and kind of uh, tell everybody that information. I appreciate that. So um, I am at Reporter Blaine, uh, uh, R-E-P, Reporter, you know, it's so Reporter, and then B-L-A-Y-N-E. And that's on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, you can just find me on everything at Reporter Blaine. And, um, yeah, NBC Nightly News, Today Show, MSNBC, NBC News Now, basically anything that has a peacock attached to it, you will very <laughs> likely see my face and see my reporting uh, on any given day. So, well, you are uh, rocking it and such a good um, example and such good advice for us uh, working moms in the news business. So thanks so much for coming on. Thanks, Blaine. Well, thank you for having me. This was a joy. I love to be able to kind of talk about the intersection of these two pieces of life. So thank you, ladies, for having me. And thank you for creating this space to have these conversations. I certainly appreciate it. Oh, well, thanks. Have a great day. And everybody have a great week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.